Eight Republican presidential candidates sparring on the debate stage with one goal in mind, convincing voters they should be the party's nominee. Now is not the time for on-the-job training. We don't need to bring in a rookie. Do you want incremental reform, which is what you're hearing about, or do you want revolution? We will send Joe Biden back to his basement and we will reverse the decline of this country. Each person fighting to separate themselves on issues ranging from foreign policy to border security. Let's fire the 87,000 IRS agents and hire or double the number of border patrol agents. And the economy and showing divisions over abortion restrictions. Let's find consensus. Can't we all agree that we should ban late term abortion? Can't we all agree that we should encourage adoptions? I stand behind that we should not have a federal abortion ban. The GOP frontrunner, former President Trump, skipped the debates but remained... Here's the latest forecast from the News 10 NBC Weather Center for tonight. We'll have mostly cloudy skies, kind of muggy out there. We'll stay in the 60s. There could be a shower or a thundery downpour, especially south of Rochester. Uh, for your Friday, some early morning showers, and we'll see some clearing in the afternoon. Still kind of humid in the 70s, but mainly dry Friday afternoon, Friday night. Saturday, not a rain out, but there will be a couple of showers around in the low to mid-70s. Clearing and drier with sunshine in the low 70s Sunday. I'm Rich Canilia, WYSL. There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show and never a dull moment in the world. <laughs> um, here with Jim Price. Jim, hello, how are you? Did we lose Jim? Ah, well, Jim will be back in a minute. But uh, what an interesting time to be alive right now. We had the uh, the Republican National Convention debates last night, which probably not very many people watched because everybody was watching uh, Tucker's interview of Donald Trump on Twitter. And uh, to give you an, an idea, an idea, Fox probably had about 2 million people watching the Republican debates, another million there on Rumble. And Donald Trump's interview with Tucker Carlson has um, exceeded 200 million views. 200 million. Thanks. Now, let me ask you this. Yeah. Is, you know, one candidate is on a, a, a social media platform, one single outlet, and gets over 200 million views on his interview. And you have a Republican National Convention. Okay. We have a Republican National Convention that does one, and it's broadcast on Fox and Newsmax and OAN and Rumble, and it gets a few million. Who do you think the people are voting for? Jim Price, how you doing? Yeah. Hey, buddy, good to see you. Sorry about that. My computer is uh, giving me all kinds of uh, assistance today. Um, so you're telling me that the three million people that watched the uh, Fox last night uh, does not meet the same as a 200 million view episode on one i think about that that's one hour well an hour and 15 minutes they they got that many views on that and it's still climbing that's unbelievable that breaks the internet doesn't it well it, it does i mean this is probably one of the most viewed um 
broadcast in in television or in internet history within a 24 hour time period. Um, right. Actually, you know, the the one thing that I know is that there was uh, an event quite a few years ago, 2008, that mm-hmm. had an estimated 1.2 billion people watching live. Really? And that's going to be a hard one to beat. But what, what was that one? That was Live 8. That was Live 8. Um, that was. Really? Um, yeah, that was a uh, charity foundation by Bob Geldof to raise money for hunger around the world. And it's oh, the, the Rolling Stones oh, played, the Who yeah. played, and Pink Floyd reunited. But they built for, that up for like six months, didn't they? They, they did. Advertising and it was worldwide and regional and all this other stuff. So. But this was just two guys, two old guys talking. That's all. There was no music. <laughs> That's right. And, 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 the, and the interesting thing is, is well, Donald Trump didn't say much. Um, and the question is, is, is he still bound by the judge's order? Is he trying not to, um, you know, shake the hornet's wet, uh, nest here? And, and I think that that's really a lot is that, you know, I was talking about this, this with uh, on the After Dark chat last night. And I said, do you think that Donald Trump is afraid of the deep state? You know, he ignored yeah. the question last night about when Tucker asked him, he said, do you think they're going to kill you? And he ignored the question. He well didn't ignore it, but he he moved past a question and didn't answer it. A, yeah. And I think that that is a a clear indication that he does believe that they're going to come after him and his family, right. and that he or might have, have some sense of nervousness because of that. Yeah, yeah. I, there's there's been so you guys remember when the D Day? See, Trump was on the way to D Day. He was over in Italy, and he was visiting one place and was supposed to go over to another landing place. And then they're like, oh, well, there was a motorcade issue and the helicopter can't fly in fog or low level clouds or something like that. I'm thinking, no, the president can leave whenever he wants to. That's what they train specialty for is low level clouds, getting out of there when they have to. Being a, But what that ended up being was a coup. There was a coup that was trying to get rid of him when he was in Italy. But that, that's just a little limp, a glimpse of the things. I think this guy has had you know, probably hundreds of attempts on his life already. And we don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I agree with you. And, you know, so Donald Trump right there, but it was an excellent interview. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, um, yeah. Definitely an excellent interview. But, you know, I was hoping to hear more booms and more things um, that would definitely kind of blow some holes in the establishment's narrative, especially with Donald Trump turning himself in today. Um, that is what time is that supposed to happen? Um, I don't think anybody knows. I haven't heard it been released yet of what time he's going to get there and turn himself in. He's got till midnight tonight. So we can <laughs> so he see rolls that. it up at 11.50. <laughs> yeah, we can see that at some point in time where he's going to um, – he is definitely going to be turning himself in. There's going to be a mugshot. It's going to be the picture of the century release. Is this the shot heard around the world? Is that the photo shot that's heard around the world? Is that the photo? Sh- I think it's going to be the shot heard around the world. Oh, that's an interesting yeah. one. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I think about yeah. that. This Is this the shot that everybody... So now, like I, when we were on the show last night, I was saying, like, is everybody going to go get Donald Trump's mug shot with his sitting there, you know, get a mug shot tattoo on you? Or gonna, you know, we talked about you were saying, like, make a shirt of it. You know, free my president, right? Not my, you know. Something like that. I mean, there's, there's, uh, there's gonna be. I think there's a lot of merchandising getting ready to pop off with this whole uh, mugshot. <laughs> Just oh, I think reason. it's, uh, 
I, I think it's going to be epic. I'm going to, I'm going to right when I see the mugshot, I'm going to take it and I'm going to go make a shirt and I'm going to get it ordered and get it here as fast as possible. I'll be wearing it. In I have Pam Tucker do it for you. I have Pam Tucker. She'll, she'll do it for you. She can ship them real easy too. She's good. Yeah, She's my screen printer, screen printer. So, well, but you know, anyway, not only, yeah. not only Donald Trump yesterday, but Pergrosian, who is the head of Wagner, who we talked about at length many mm. times on the show, uh, right. apparently has died in a plane crash, him and one of his top uh, generals. And there's a lot of questions about what's going on. Now, what's interesting is, and I didn't know this yesterday, is that Vladimir Putin was supposed to be at the Durban summit in Africa. Um, he changed his schedule a day before and they were basically decided not to let him go. And there was rumor that it was over a security concern. Right. Well, yesterday at the Durban summit, Xi Jinping is walking through this doors to, uh, to meet um, an African leader. And a gentleman with a suitcase kind of rushes in behind him and is stopped by security. They close the doors. Um, Xi Jinping doesn't know who this person is. And right. it looks like potentially, a, a, you know, an assassination attempt that was thwarted. Um, but wow. the BRICS nations are potentially under heavy attack right now through various different types of warfare. And I think one right. of the reasons that Putin didn't go was because the threats to him were probably so high. And that's maybe one of the reasons why uh, Progrosian was in Moscow, probably meeting with Putin. And uh, his plane was obviously shot down. Now, they're saying it's a surface-to-air missile, which is a SAM missile. Now, this right. is interesting because the only ones that would have been able to shoot a surface-to-air missile in Russia would have been Russia. And so <laughs> this is a very, very um, delicate situation because Progrosian, if you guys remember, um, back in, I believe it was June or July, it was June, um, mm -hmm. he attempted what they considered to be a coup takeover um, of Russia. And he was marching to Moscow and then all of a sudden turned around and Western intelligence was like, what just happened? You're supposed to go all the way. And Progrosian, we know, was asking for the removal of a few different generals within the Russian military. And this is something we've been watching very, very closely in the sense of my research on the, the geopolitical analysis of the wartime situation between Russia and Ukraine is that right. uh, Progrosian, the head of Wagner, which is a private mercenary group, basically Putin's private army, there's a lot of people in the parliament in Russia and in the military in Russia who don't like the fact that Putin has a private army. They, they don't hmm. like this because Putin gets to work outside of the government when it comes to military operations, and they have no control and authority over this. And so this has been a big problem for them for years um, and Shoykin and, and a few other generals um, were basically the ones receiving the money from the parliament to give to Wagner Group. And what they were doing is skimming off of the top and then not sending the right amount of supplies to um, to the Wagner Group, which was causing mass amounts of death because the Western nations at the same time were coordinating through proxy in Ukraine to target Wagner's groups when they knew that they were low on supplies, munitions, ammunition, and air defense and all this other stuff. Right. And so uh, Progrosian comes in and, and goes in the Russians and says, you need to get rid of these people. And right. they didn't listen to him. And so he formed this coup, took over the Reichstag Air Force Base in, in Russia and in South Russia, which is a nuclear facility as well. And then begins to march to Moscow until all of a sudden, most likely Putin gave him a call and said, okay, we're good. And uh, they uh, they house arrested two of the generals. One of the generals is back in his position. The other one has been released and let go. 
But it's my idea uh-huh. that what we just saw there with this plane was most likely a a rogue group of Russian military who are taking out Progrosian and probably want to topple and hey guys, remove Josh Putin. Mike- so we'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show. After this, we'll, we'll talk about some more of this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to the Dark Delight yep. Show. Absolutely. So <laughs> one of the scenarios that I see potentially playing out is that if there was yeah. a, gro- a rogue group of Russian generals who mm-hmm. basically utilized Russian air defense to take out uh, Progrosian's plane and kill Progrosian. Right. This was an attack on Putin. And this would have been one of the reasons why, if he had the intelligence prior to it, Putin stayed behind instead of going to the Durban summit and could bring about the indication that there's massive destabilization within the Russian government and the Russian military. Um, And that potentially, if there's this group of rogue generals, they would never have acted unless they have an ample amount of support within the Russian parliament and within Western intelligence to do what they did. Right. And so I do believe that the West was involved in this in some way, shape, or form. Now, if this was just Putin, um, it makes no sense whatsoever. And so this is why it would make no sense for Putin. Yes, Putin vowed to to destroy the uh, the uh, the mutinous, right? Right. But so but do you here's think the that thing. guy come marching in was to gas out the the generals to see who was on what side, see how they would react when that. Oh, absolutely! I, I think it was in. Putin's plan, one hundred percent Putin's plan. So the coup attempt, I believe, with Progrosian and Wagner in Russia, I believe that was one hundred percent Putin's plan um, right. to basically do exactly what you said. There is to weed out all of these weaknesses and destabilization within the Russian military um, and and politics. Now. Right. If you look at the benefits, who benefits from Progrosian dying? Does Putin benefit? Hmm. Absolutely the not. The deep state does. Yes, yeah. the, the, the they're, West they're does. State. Yeah, the, the, yeah, their deep state and the West does. But Putin does not benefit from this. Number one is now Wagner has put a price on Putin's head because of this. Right? Mm-hmm. So now Wagner Group, you got a whole mercenary army that has lost – tens of thousands of their brothers fighting in Ukraine for Putin. And now they just see Putin kill their head guy. Um, but, but the real concern here is not Putin taking out progression is why did he do it? Now we have the Durban summit going on in Africa, which is the BRICS nations. Russia is the second leading nation economically and militaristically within the BRICS nations. Right. And so didn't they just type, accept Saudi Arabia in there today? Oh yeah, well, we're going to talk them? about that in a minute. Yeah. Oh okay. Um, yeah, yeah. But let me ask you this: Is what's up? If you're forming a new economic and basically military alliance with right. the majority of the population of the world, trade agreements, all this stuff, right? Would you go in there and kill your your private military commander during? The time when all the world leaders of your of your economic alliance are meeting? Absolutely not. That is one of the sounds dumbest like, moves. Sounds like we were in there messing around is what it sounds like to me. It sounds like another, um, what's that, pipeline? The Nord Stream pipeline uh, yeah, incident? I- exactly, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It sounds Stinks like someone's trying to way. set up Putin as the bad guy here. And yeah. what we're actually seeing 
Um, you know, because here's the thing. If Putin did that, that's going to strike fear into the BRICS nations to see that, hey, look, you know, we wanted to get rid of the West because the West utilized economic warfare with the dollar and sanctions against us. And right. uh, basically would go in, topple our governments through clandestine foreign services operations, remove our leaders, put their own people in place for votes within the United Nations to basically rule and dominate over the world and create Western homogeny. Well, right. that's what the U.S. did. And they don't want that. That's why they're joining the BRICS nations. That's why they're accepting the new global reserve currency. That's why they're, you know, they're, they're changing up their imports and exports and dropping the dollar at every chance they get. And now if you have this big meeting, one of the biggest meetings of your new economic alliance happening and one of the top nations in this alliance goes out and just blatantly murders by shooting out of the sky one of his generals, what message does that send to those people? Well, the right. message it sends to them is that, hey, if you mess with me, if you betray me, if if we have a disagreement, I'm probably going to get you blown out of the sky because that's just how I do business. That That's not the type of man that Vladimir Putin is. Yes, Vladimir right. Putin will throw you out of a building. <laughs> okay? He will throw you yeah. out of a building and make it look like yeah. suicide. That's how he operates. He's not going to use a surface-to-air missile to blow you out of the sky. So I do believe that this is... But I don't think he's irrational in his decisions. I think that people that obviously have gone too far are the ones that do get the repercussions. I'm not justifying any of his actions. But what I'm saying, though, is he doesn't just wake up today and like, yeah, go get that guy. Get rid of him. You know, he doesn't... It's just not like... It's not the Demo- the, like the Democrats do, right? He's not. He doesn't killery people. There's, there's a reason that he's pretty methodical and pretty planned by him stuff. I don't see him as being an emotional person that just gets upset at one, you know, because a guy didn't shake his hand right to go execute him. I think there's a little more to it. So, but, you know, we've, uh, I don't know. There's, uh, I think they were trying to set him up to get him to react or overreact some way, which then co- provocates the uh, the big, you know, the big N-word, the global thermal nuclear explosions. I think that's what they're trying to do. Trying to goad him into a war. Because they know he knows who did it. I'm going to let you know right now. Pooty knows. He doesn't. He doesn't have to guess who did that. So, and I don't know if there's somebody working within the the Russian military to actually, you know, follow the establishment orders that are inside there. Maybe you know. So I don't know. I think this. I think it was actually trying to get more people. You know, getting the bad people out of it, or bad people exposed. I should say it possibly could have been. Um, but I think Progrosian here. Um, and, and here's the question: Is if Putin got the warning to stay? In Moscow, mm-hmm. then that means that if Progrosian and him were still on good terms and still friends, that he gave Progrosian the message as well. And this is why the second plane went from St. Petersburg to Moscow to Azerbaijan. And right. most likely Progrosian is still alive. Yeah. And I think what we're going to see here is if this is a PSYOP, if this is, hey, look, let's let them run this op. Go ahead. We put a body double on this plane, let it crash, and let's see the response went from the Western nations. And then mm-hmm. when they start basically trying, oh, Putin needs to be removed and this stuff and this stuff and this stuff, Progrosian comes out and says, oh, by the way, I'm still alive. And uh, yeah, this is exactly what happened is this was Western intelligence or rogue Russian military generals working with Western intelligence that actually did this. And yep. now Putin's got him. I don't, I don't know. This, I, but I'm telling you, I think that this is going to boomerang. This is oh, yeah. not whatever just happened here. Um, I I just get this deep intuitive feeling that it wasn't Putin. 
It just makes yeah. no sense whatsoever strategically. Well, see, think about that. It's it, it it's kind of like the whole idea of what, you know, when uh, you have the Democrats who saying we're losing our democracy and and Putin is the the bad guy. I mean, they're telling you who to appreciate. They're telling you who you should side with. And if Nancy Pelosi thinks that Putin is the is the death to a western civilization, I kind of think he's my guy. I'm looking at Putin, Uncle Putin, me and him are going to hang out and go fishing this summer or something. I don't know. But when when Nancy Pelosi tells me she wants she's going to lose her democracy, I'm like, heck, yeah, you are. I want a constitutional republic. And I don't know. To me, it just seems like they always tell us how we I think it's great this time that we're seeing the evil come out as hard as it's coming out because you don't have to guess which side they're on. You don't have to worry about the rhinos and all that. They're just showing themselves. Chris Christie's still hanging around. How's that dude even still alive? That guy's been carrying an extra 200 pounds for how many decades? And he's still, oh, I'm going to run for president. You can't run anything. You can, when's the last time you ran, Christy? Why is this guy even a part of our conversation? And that shows you the establishment play as well as Pence's stuff. Well, yeah, and Vivek completely destroyed all of the actual competition um, last <laughs> night. And, and, you know, it's interesting, too, because did you I was say, listening. Did you tell everybody what he said when he said that pre- President Trump was the best uh, president? Oh, yeah. Century? He said he was the best president of the 21st century. And you know what you know what my thoughts on Vivek are? What's that? I I believe that he knows he can't win the Republican nomination. Right. But you know what he's going for? Oh, vice president. He's going for vice president. Or at least a good cabinet position. Yep. Secretary he he of absolutely State, is. Something. Yep, he yeah. absolutely is. But and see, I think Donald Trump bold. actually likes him. Donald Trump actually likes Vivek. Yeah. But he's been bold. He's he has said the tough things. I will abolish the Department of Education my first day. That right there, I'll vote for the guy. I mean, that right there alone, if he gets rid of the Department of Education, that is the crux of our future of our country that we do not need anymore. It is absolute obsolete Lebriathan that we should not be participating with. That thing is absolutely junk. Jimmy Carter brought in the Department of Education. That should that should be enough right there. Get rid of it. We have a millstone around our neck. Let's move on. And if he did that alone, I if he did that and walked out, mic drop, I'd be happy with the guy. But yeah. he said he wants to get rid of the other three-letter agencies as well. He wants to do a toilet flush of that that system. Well, what, what he what says need. and what he does, though, are two different stories. And, yes, he oh, did yeah, take yeah. money from Soros and the World Economic Forum. Um, that mm-hmm. was before it has passed. But, hey, I mean, when you're getting into politics, you got to get into politics somehow. And maybe he's true. I don't know. He seems like a Manchurian candidate, though, to me. Um, but that's right. just my thoughts. So did you hear that uh, there was a raid by Ukrainian special forces last night at a beach resort in northwestern Crimea? What? And, and Ukraine is calling this like uh, um, a victory. Listen to this. Okay. I'm going to walk me through that. This So spe, uh, Ukrainian special forces last night um, had a raided a beach resort in northwestern Crimea resulting in the death of 15 to 20 Ukrainian soldiers after a security guard in his underwear. One guy was able to pin down the soldiers near the beach until Russian rapid response forces arrived. (laughs) And there's video, there's video of this dude coming out in his underwear, grabbing his AK 47 and engaging these guys. So no way we, we've sent them almost $300 billion in the last two and a half years. And they can't, they can be whooped by a security guard in his underwear. So we've given them $300 billion, all this equipment, uh, unknown 
equipment now because they said they've lost track somehow in the Pentagon of how much we've given them. Uh, and and a security guard in his underwear can hold them down. No mm-hmm. wonder Russia. I mean, why is Russia just not? I guess they could just sweep in there anytime. Everybody's talking about how Russia's being held back. There is no way on God's green earth that that Ukraine has the defenses that actually. No, I don't know. I just hate that they this whole play out like this. But yeah, that's funny. That's good stuff. Well, how about this one? Well, we'll talk about this when we get back here in a minute with uh, Dark Light Show. We'll be right back. All right. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, back to the Dark Delight show. Man, Jim Price. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, there's uh, even the Gateway Pundit is questioning whether Wagner's the Wagner guy is dead or not. Yeah. Even Gateway Pundit's going, eh, is he? <laughs> dead or alive? I don't know. Anyway, well, the Gateway Pundit's very is, is skeptical in that nature, but and, and that's all right. But, yeah. you know, it, it's a big question what is really happening right now. And, you know, man, it, it, it's just so hard to, to talk about these things because right. um, well, we're, we're, only okay, seeing, so do, we're only seeing the residue of action. Right. I mean, they're, they're, they're playing so close to the vest on everything. But why going back to the thing, do you think Trump could accidentally be executed while being booked in to say that, oh, he struggled to create a narrative that said that, well, he struggled, so we had to shoot him, even though he would have been, quote unquote, turning himself in peacefully. Is that a I mean, we've had we've had some police conduct that doesn't seem to be uh, very above board. And why wouldn't they sacrifice a guy to go in there? Look what they did with Oswald. Look what they did with the Oklahoma City bombing. Look what they did with 9-11. Look, I mean. They're willing to to you know throw people out there as fodder to to do other things to kill other people. So I don't know. There are just some questions I have about the safety of the man that we seem to think is uh, is doing a better job than the rest. Yeah. Well, and you know the one thing is for certain with uh, and, and I'm going to go back to the Trump Tucker interview last night. Right. Number one, it shows that we are the media, that mainstream media is dead, that you should turn off Fox News, Newsmax, OAN, CNN, MSNBC. Just turn it off. It's irrelevant now. Just go open a Twitter account. Legacy media, uh, do not go back. It's an old has-been. Don't go back to the old poison well and expect sweet water to come out of there. That's right. And uh, another thing is that Donald Trump was not divisive. He he hmm. he was said I'm the president of everybody. Yeah. Right? I like the everybody part. I think that was something. I don't know. Well, yeah, he's like when I'm president, I represent everybody. I represent all Americans and, and even people of the world because his policies and regulations actually affect everybody in the world. And you know, he was basically calling it as it is. He said, you know, Joe Biden, this this guy is senile. He he can't make two words. He walks, uh, you know, an inch above the ground on two inch grass. Um, you know, that's uh, dementia patients. Uh, he went after Kamala Harris, like she talks in rhymes. Uh, the blue bus is a bus. Imagine that it's a bus. Like, hmm. yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I was talking. I don't know where she gets her weed or whatever she's on, but man. I mean, obviously, she is high as a kite when she's trying to talk, and she's like looking around the room, like, "Oh, what am I here for? Oh, buses! Oh, you know the buses, the bus and the wheels and the go, buck, 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 beep, beep." And then she just starts making up bus sounds. 
I mean, she's she is not with it, whatever whatever they're doing with her. But anyway, we all know that's all fodder. It's all for us to to get all excited about. You said there was something you wanted to mention before we went to the break. Did you uh, bring that up yet? You know, I, I had lost the article that I was looking at, but this was right. uh, some breaking news from earlier. Jim Jordan, congressman, launches probe into the Fulton County um, case against Donald Trump to investigate the district attorney, Fannie Willis, coordinated with federal officials. So what we just saw, as we saw, and Donald Trump said this last night, is that the New York DA actually coordinated with federal officials on the Trump indictments in New York City. They actually, the DOJ, had um, a, a desk position opened up for one of the members of the DOJ to be there specifically, which is uh, against the law. <laughs> you can't do that. And right. so Fannie, uh, Fannie Willis, if you remember, Newt Gingrich last week came out and said that he got a call from someone very reliable, very legitimate in Washington, D.C. that said, that someone in the Biden administration had called Fannie Willis in Georgia on Friday and said, you need to indict Donald Trump Monday. And Fannie Willis was like, we we can't. The, the jury's not even coming back till Tuesday. And they're like, doesn't matter. Do it. And that's why wow. they ended up releasing the indictment early. Um, and, and you remember they released the indictment early because the, the clerk said that she hit um, send instead of save. The problem with either one, sending or saving, is that the grand jury results were already on there. And the grand jury didn't vote till eight hours later. Right. And so yeah. we see that there's a problem with this here. And now if Jim Jordan is able to subpoena records and knows who this hmm. person is that called, and I'm pretty sure Jim Jordan knows who it is that called, um, right. Blinken or or Jill Biden or somebody from the Biden White House, then what you're going to see here is all the charges dropped against Donald Trump. Because if there was coordination from the Biden White House to say, Fannie Willis, you need to indict Donald Trump now, that is massive political weaponization. weaponization. That is verification and proof and evidence of it. And you could potentially even see civil war break out because of that. But Donald Trump's indictment would be dropped immediately because of that. So um, this is just, I mean, we are in absolutely epic, absurd times, Jim Price. Absolutely. Well, when you think about it, when Trump gets charged with all these different things and he gets elected, I mean, is he able to acquit himself or give himself a pardon, even though these are state level uh, charges? Can he do that? Um, I don't think he can. He can pardon state level charges. Can he? That's a that is a thing. That that's the governor who is able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's so that I was just wondering how that all went. But hey, you know, why don't we all? We're all felons. I mean, this Josh. I put this statement out. I, I made a meme of this. When everything's illegal, nothing. There's nothing left but disobedience. When everything is illegal, there is nothing left but disobedience. I mean, that's. That's where they're pushing us to. I mean, think about me and you both have insurance policies so that in case we quote unquote say something wrong, that we have a, we'll have a legal backing so that we're not, you know, you know, basically destroyed if we quote unquote misrepresent something. And we are doing all these things, but yet we have people out there that are destroying the the actual fabric of the judicial system and they want us to respond to law enforcement. The red and blue lights do all these things. Be respected to the the black robe judges, the bar associated, the British Canadian Reg registered judges. 
we're supposed to we're supposed to respect these people, right? But how do we respect these people when we're seeing what they're willing to do? All of us are felons, guys. If you believe that there is election integrity issues, how many tens of millions of Americans right now should be being arrested for felony, uh, whatever it is that they're trying to get Trump on? I mean, one of the things that he's on is death penalty. There's a there's a sentencing for death penalty for one of the charges. So that's what we're doing now. Death penalty. Come on, guys. Anyway. Well, and that's a good point, is that they're going to charge Donald Trump with RICO charges um, because he was trying to uh, get someone to investigate the election. Then that basically indicts every single person in MAGA who went to social media and posted about the falsification of the the audits, the false false, uh, ballots and all this stuff. Anybody who posted anything on social media pertaining to the stolen election in 2020 now becomes indicted under that same idea of the RICO charges. And uh, maybe we should all just go down to Georgia and turn ourselves in, all 100 million of us. Well, right now there's 208 million views. There's 363,000 likes on Trump's interview last night. So that means at least a million people who have liked what he has said or the post that was put out means that they're complicit in voter integrity because he talked about a voter integrity. He talked about the condition of our state. And so these are all the things that they're saying he's being charged with as long as along with all the you know co-conspirators of Rudy Giuliani and all these other people. I mean, seriously, guys, every person who liked the interview should then also be included in those charges, correct? I mean, isn't that what we're saying? Just by being a part of it or repeating it, hey, I'm looking for 11,000 votes. That's a felony. If I was a candidate looking for, I mean, I was trying to win my election. I'm like, hey, guys, I'm looking for 11,000 votes here. Where are we at? Like, seriously, let's 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 take care of this. Let's make sure that we've done our job the right way because we're not that far off. I mean, we're talking micro, micro percentages here to say, hey, there's a difference of 11,000 votes out of, what, 5 million or 10 million votes, whatever Georgia has. Come on. That's not a, an extreme question. That's what uh, Al Gore did for how many months during the hanging Chad a- a- incident? Well, how long did that go on in Miami-Dade? That was months, wasn't it? Or at least a couple months. So why aren't they being brought up? Why aren't we going back and getting those guys? But that's a. But I guess it's the well, will. Whether you're you right. Want to I mean, them. you're absolutely right. Is that Donald Trump was correct within his actions, especially as president of the United States, the incumbent that was running, and so these RICO charges are just not going to hold up. Just it's just yeah. not going to happen. Well, imagine what your jury pool is going to look like. How long is it going to take you to pull a jury? out of Georgia and get what you need. Uh, by the way, a jury of your peers, meaning people you go to church with, work with, all that. How uh, Does does uh, Trump have a, a group of people that are his peers in Georgia? Now, I'm not talking about registered voters because that's not a peer. I'm saying people, the, the way it says is you have to have a jury of your peers, people that have associated with you, people to go to church with you, go to school with you, whatever it is. Does he have that equality in Georgia? That's, um, that's I, I wouldn't say that he doesn't. Mm-hmm. So right there, how do you how do you solve that part of the Constitution? How do you make that happen? But we don't practice that way, though, either. We don't well, we don't practice we don't. that. We what don't. about uh, jury nullification? Jury nullification could be a huge key to this to say, well, I don't believe that the charge is brought against the, the uh, suspect or the individual. I don't think they're viable. They need to be thrown out. 
but then at that point, the legislator has to review the chart, those those exact laws and charges, and they have to go back and re-vote on it. I don't think people realize what jury nullification really does for them. It gives them enormous power when you go and you sit on a jury and you say, I don't believe that those that DUI or those that pot charge or the, the RICO Act is is an actual law that should be represented in this case. And then that point, according to law, the legislator has to go back and re 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 go through the whole process of approving that law again. So there's a there's a lot of cool stuff involved with that during allocation. This could be a great education well, process. You do for- also understand that there's there's another aspect here. It, well, about the court systems that right. We have a constitutional republic, which is a preservation of individual rights over the rights of society, which would be altruistic in its own sense. Um, That there was a system of checks and balances in this country that was derived from the individual. One of these is the court systems. How to utilize the court systems is that when you Mm -hmm. went to court, you were supposed to be judged by a jury of your peers as peers defined as – family, friends, people who know you. That changed in post-1870. We'll talk more about this. This is is actually good. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back. Yes, sir. And so, yeah. When you went to court, Let's say it was for a law that Congress passed that you believe was unjust and you become arrested for it. And now you're in court with a jury of your peers. You have the ability to make your case. And if you are right and the jury says, hey, he's innocent, that law becomes nullified. It's, it's the, the, the um, what is it, the jurisprudence within the legal mm-hmm. system. Yeah, jurisprudence. Yeah, it, it, it's the sense that, hey, look, this guy got convicted of this law. The jury found that that law was unconstitutional. Now that law has no basis moving forth. And and so we see this as well with the people having the ability to fight the system with the treasury used to issue bonds. And these would go directly to the American people. The number one, 80% of all bonds were bought by the American citizens, which if Congress passed a budget and they issued the bonds and the people didn't agree with the budget, guess what would happen? No bonds would be sold. And so they'd have to go back, redo the budget, and then issue new bonds. And that was another process of of checks and balances that we had over the system. Well, that all went away in 1913, obviously. And we know what happened in 1913, the creation of the Federal Reserve. But, you know, the, the power that the people had over the government has massively decreased over the last hundred years while the power the government has over the people has extensively increased over the last 20 years. Right. Wow. Well, you know, there's so many of this, this stuff that we just, we run right past. Did you, did I ever give you that uh, information about the, the, the correlation in 1971 with all the different things that took off in 71 from the WEF to chicken uh, intake uh, for the American population. It went to like a thousand X of beef. Uh, there's a lot of different things. That's when the pharmaceutical companies took off. There's all these other things. So I, I don't know. There's We have a lot of corruption and a lot of things we just weren't paying attention to. So how do you undo decades? I mean, I'm 52. I was born in 71. So how do mm-hmm. I do undo decades? five decades, five plus decades of corruption 
when corruption was happening before I ever got here. I mean, that we got to be better. We got to be better sentinels to this this freedom that we call America. Well, that's the problem with generations, right? Is that mm-hmm. this is how they have scammed the people over the last 150 years is through the the generational memory gap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean, think about oh, it. Oh yeah. Yeah. How, why do we do it this way? Because we always do it this way. Why don't we change it? Because we can't. <laughs> it's like God. <laughs> it's like a bad cycle, right? You know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, no, that's, uh, we got, we got to be better sentinels to this whole freedom thing. Like I've, I've said this a million times and I'll say it till the day I die. No one's handing out big buckets of freedom. You have to go get it yourself, folks. And I think that's what Tucker Carlson was. I mean, I don't know if the civil war question or the, the civil disobedience question that he was referring to, um, you know, how did, you know, how does he feel? You know, this is the trajectory we're on They graph it out. The only thing that's left is you being killed and, and civil war. And those are the two questions that Trump really, I don't think he landed the plane on either one of those. Uh, well, and Trump kind of ignored him. And I think that's a really, um, that's a touchy topic for Trump right there, the Civil War question. But I think that, that could he, be sedition, right? Right. But I think he hinted at it well enough saying, and, and by the way, you know, when he said that there's a lot of passion, there's a lot of love for our country, but at the same time, there's a lot of anger, there's a lot of hatred. Um, he wasn't talking about the uh, the division between the left and the right. He was simply talking about the right right there. Yeah. Well, and he said they had all the passion, which is, you know, what what is wrong with passion? What is wrong with the idea that you guys are taking away freedoms and liberties from people? Why am I why am I the bad guy for saying that, I don't know, based on a, con- a contract that I have with my government that I want these and I want them for my fellow man? I don't, I don't understand how that could be wrong because in reality, even the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution says that we have the duty to stand up and be heard and to stand up for freedom. I mean, it's all part of it. Yeah, so I uh, and I agree. That's be crazy. You know, absolute de- de- despotism was the title of my show last night. Right. And what I was hoping to hear was um, the, the examples from Donald Trump of absolute despotism. Um, and the evidence of it presented, and, and that's not what happened, and that's unfortunate. But I know that this guy has this evidence, but he's waiting for the right time and the right place to play his hand, and I can understand that. But the American public is getting – they are getting yeah. impatient. They are losing hope. And so, Donald Trump, if you hear this, we need a win. We, we need you or somebody to release something that says, hey – Oh well, look look at this document. This exonerates me, or this does this, or send um, me you a know, flare. Yeah, send up a flare, buddy. Let me know. <laughs> signal me bat signal. What do you want? Like, let's do this. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, and, and that's what we need right now. Is we need we we need that reassurance that listen, stand by. You don't need to do anything. Right. What you have to do is you have to keep on doing what you're doing. You have to put this information out there. You have to keep on researching. You have to keep on investigating. You have to keep on informing people and waking people up. And when the time is right, we're going to get our country back because all of it has been exposed. You know, that's that's what people want reassurance of. But unfortunately, that's not the situation. <clears throat> the situation is, hey, we're silent because we're under attack, too. 
we're silent because we're in fear of our life. That's that's what is coming. I'm getting from the Trump administration, Trump campaign, which means right. that instead of doing nothing, you should be preparing. That you right. should be out there communicating with your neighbors and with your community and saying, "Hey, you know, if uh, if SHTF happened, what do we right. need to do? Uh, how do we lock down this small town, or how do we lock down this community, or this uh, these roads? And what what do we have for resources? Who's got the water? Who's got the well? Who's got who's got the food? Yeah. Who's got the chickens? Who's got the the beef? Right? Um, you know, who, who's who's the good at gardening? Uh, what about medications for the elderly?" We should start looking into these types of things because there's potentially going to become a scenario in the next few years right? where all hell is going to break loose. Yeah. Because well, if you just – go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that, I mean, this is, this is where people like the well-regulated militia, a well-practiced people's army. The Second Amendment sells a well-regulated militia. If you talk to a constitutional sheriff – he believes that means a well-practiced people's army, meaning that he should be setting up firing ranges, scenario training, uh, call points, if, a point of interest. If uh, the the local, what was that? You guys said you had in uh, when you were growing up, you had the local mill whistle or something that went off at noon every day or at five o'clock. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you hear that thing, do three toots, show up at this place because this is what's going to go down. That's a well-practiced people's army. And if you're not practicing, then what are we doing? Waiting for our own execution? We're just waiting for the day for them to come by and pop around in our head? I mean, I don't want to go that way. I want to. I want to die on my feet. I want to be the say the last dying breath is freedom, and I'm not going to go away quietly. The, all I'm wanting, I'm asking for is freedom, Josh. Why do I feel like I have to hesitate? Because I want to say the word freedom. Why is that? Why is it that? Because the thin blue line, I can't trust them. I don't know if they're going to come and arrest me for something that they're doing to Trump. I've already went through this in 2016. I already felt all these things. I, I know what it feels like. And I'm going to tell you right now, guys, I don't care. As tough as he wants to be, it still, it still feels like crap. You may be on the right side of everything, and everybody may, may believe in you, which I didn't have that opportunity, but he still does not feel like a hero getting a mug shot. That's still humiliating. It is degrading. And every single human being that's ever been through the prison system will tell you there is nothing, there is nothing that humanity does to each other in the jail cell system that makes a human being better. If anything, it makes them worse and more divisive. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know why. I mean, this is this is a sad time for us, folks. But we should be ready to, to say, "Listen, all I want is freedom. That's it." Why is that such a bad word nowadays? Why is freedom becoming the? Oh, we have to talk about it in hush tones. Shh, freedom. Like why? That should be the. We should be ringing that bell so loud that everybody's just tired of hearing about how great freedom is. But we don't. We don't even know what that means. How do Josh? Do we truly in America have freedom right now? Seriously. Um, well, you have certain freedoms, but you hmm. don't have freedom as it's originally derived and understood. Right. And so the freedoms that you have are the freedom of choice of what is already pre-selected for you. Oh, the freedoms you oh, don't I get have. To, I get to. Cho- I get to choose what color jumpsuit I get to wear. That's nice of them. Yeah. I'm still wearing a jumpsuit. The freedoms that you don't have are the freedoms to go out there, to claim and stake your own land, to have the opportunity to become part of the the economic free market system and have the uh, the opportunity to progress and, and become that person, that, that big industrialist. Because those are all hand-selected and those doors are locked to the average, no- excuse me, normal person. 
And if you say, well, you know, Elon Musk made it. Elon Musk's family was incredibly wealthy before that ever happened. His parents were already mingling with heads of state. Well, Bill Gates made it. Well, no, his father was actually the head of Planned Parenthood in a well-known eugenicist. And his mother um, was, comes from uh, various wealthy families across this country. Well, the Walton family made it. Well, no, the Walton family actually has blood derivation from royalty and royal families. And the way that they actually made a lot of their money was um, by putting people out of work and putting family businesses out of business. Um, anyways... Opportunity we'll is tomorrow. lost in the United States. Yep, we'll be both traveling tomorrow, guys. No show tomorrow. You'll have a rerun on uh, WYSL, but much love, respect. God bless you guys. We'll see you guys next week with another episode of the Dark Delight Show. Take care. Have a great weekend. Talk to you soon.